Welcome, Wildcats, to another episode of the Weber State Weekly Volleyball Show. We are a member of the Big Sky Podcast Network, and to my knowledge, the only volleyball show in the Big Sky Podcast Network. So up your game, fellas, throwing down the gauntlet. Let's see some more volleyball content in the Big Sky Podcast Network. I'm your host, Colby Peterson. On the show tonight, I've got I've got a friend. Guys, I'm not alone. i got a friend, and her name <laughs> is Jessica Euler. Jessica, I know you're getting ready for the big game in Provo this weekend. Yes, next weekend. Next, next weekend. weekend. Okay. Yeah, we got Mississippi State this weekend, but I'm emotionally preparing already. We got yeah. about Alabama out of the way. Arkansas is yeah. ready for BYU. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I think you're going to have a good time. Probably. When's the last time you got to? Oh, actually, you saw your team recently, right? Didn't you go to Tuscaloosa? I flew back last year. Yeah. 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 Okay. I was like, so it's not like it hasn't, it's been years or something. You've seen the, the hogs, you know, fairly recently. So no, I have, right. I'm ready for the appropriate level of smack talk on Twitter now, though, being <laughs> you know, down the road from BYU. Ah, my Super favorite. <laughs> you know, I got to say, speaking of this, before we get into the show, after the Utah State BYU game last weekend, uh, we made a lot of memes, and I gotta say that uh, Utah State fans pretty salty about those memes when really they were more directed at, at BYU. BYU fans far more uh, generous, and uh, they retweeted them for the most part, which really surprised <laughs> me. So yeah, so, I hey. love it so much. but yeah, we made memes, and uh, they were well received on Twitter. So. Hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the the show tonight. Uh, we have a, another player interview for you folks. We're going to be interviewing freshman middle blocker Brielle Rickard. Uh, if you remember, we have talked with Brielle in the past. We talked to her when she signed with Weber State in the uh, in the recruiting period, uh, maybe earlier this year. I can't remember. Maybe it was. But anyway, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, about Brielle and her time. At Weber State already in this young season. We wanted to talk a little bit about that. Then we're going to bring up some match analysis, talk about the matchup in Pocatello on Friday night. Um, I I'm surprised that we're saying this. That uh, it was it was a tough match. Uh, we didn't. I don't think anybody expected that from Idaho State, but they've uh, they've surprised. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we get into all that, encourage everyone to subscribe to the show: Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, our social media, and then Patreon if you want to become a patron and support us. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/WeberStateWeekly. But also want to encourage everybody, it is homecoming week. So make sure you're wearing your purple. You're posting the social media about homecoming week. Hashtag make Ogden purple. Uh, you'll notice that we've got an interview with Daniel Collier in our feed. Uh, it's also on our social media channels if you want to go back and listen to it. Uh, but we just wanted to talk all about that campaign. And so a lot of buildings are in purple in Ogden this weekend or this entire week on into the weekend. And so I want to encourage you all as well. Use that hashtag, hashtag make Ogden purple and make sure everybody knows that... Um, it's, it's Wildcat homecoming this weekend. Get to the game on Saturday, man. It's going to be a good time. So, all right. Uh, now we want to welcome freshman middle blocker, Brielle Rickert, back to Weber State Weekly. Brielle, how have you been? I know you've been busy, but uh, we're glad that you had some time. I've been good. Thank you. Yeah, we're uh, we're grateful to have you back on to talk a little bit about this young season. And so uh, let's start with that, man. Um, I... I You've had a ton of opportunity this season. Uh, I don't know that we necessarily expected that. We knew that the roster was going to be a little bit thin uh, because of some departures from the program. Uh, and so that has created, I think, a lot of opportunity for you and your fellow um, incoming freshmen to really have a big impact. And so, and also Coach Jeremiah Larson, he's been mixing up the, the lineups. You know, you got, we were just talking about this right before we started. You got your first start against Portland State uh, a couple, a week 
half ago, roughly. And so the not quite set head coach, Jeremiah Larson is, is working through some, some lineups and figuring out what he likes best. And so I wanted to ask you, I mean, when you decided to come to Weber state, did you expect to start playing at this level right out of the gate? Because you really have. Actually, I didn't really expect it, but with so many like from the team last year leaving, we just have a lot of freshmen. We have, and so, so it's really cool to have so many freshmen playing and, and us. So it's been really cool to have that kind of experience as a freshman. Yeah, I think it's going to pay massive, massive dividends as you all grow because I don't think anybody is getting this kind of experience right now the way that you all are. Because, I mean, you've got to play in some really, really big matches. And I had to wonder, you know, as we interviewed uh, Sane Katoa already this season. We've, we recently interviewed Jada Tupea, who is uh, both of them former club teammates of yours. Um <laughs> And so I, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the club. Sorry. Yeah, club V is that? Yes. What it, uh, yeah, that's what it is. That's right. And so you all have played mm-hmm. together, right? Like this is not new for you. You all have played together on the front line. And so I wanted to ask, like, was it easy to get that chemistry back as you guys kind of got into the rhythm of being Wildcats now and getting lots of opportunities to play? Or was it a little bit different because you're learning a new system and of course, you know, the coaching staff is different. Talk to us a little bit about that, about some familiar faces, but also a new system. Um, it definitely was a lot different starting out. Um, the system, everything was a lot different than our club team, and obviously, like, like our everything that we've done in the past. So we had to adjust a lot at the beginning, but it's all of like familiar people, and yeah, to like already knowing each other coming in but kind of change as we go on yeah i mean helps to have some familiar faces right mm-hmm. speaking of a familiar face jessica questions for brielle rickard yeah so just speaking of things being a little bit different so in prep and club you played outside hitter now you've moved middle blockers so talk to us a little bit about that transition and how you've worked to get acclimated to a different position Mm-hmm. I played um, for before last club season, and then I switched to opposite for just. And so I, I had a lot of experience playing middle, and I really loved it. I high school and everything, and so it was kind of a from that to opposite during the club season, and then coming here, kind of having to from before but at the beginning it was kind of tricky like doing the timing different setters and different things here in college but yeah let's get back to it so some things were different but it was a position that you were pretty comfortable with from before yeah awesome yeah and i think it's a good point too real like you mentioned a new setter right i mean for those who don't know I mean, the setter is really the quarterback of the offense, right? They are the ones that really do the things and set up the folks, you know, like whether you're playing opposite, whether you're playing outside, play, you're playing middle, like whatever. They're the ones setting you up to 
run the offense. And so I can imagine that playing with a new quarterback is um, takes time to build chemistry, right? We talked about that on the football show about Bronson Barron building really good chemistry with Ty McPherson. And we're also seeing some really good results with Jacob Sharp. And so I imagine it's the same thing for you all on the volleyball court as well. New, new setter means new quarterback. Got to work on some stuff. For sure. So just speaking of some other games and how well you've been doing, uh, you know, Colby mentioned a second ago that you started a couple weeks ago at Portland and really that was one of your best games on defense, both Portland state and UVU, which are pretty dang tough opponents. So what have you taken from those high pressure situations? We were talking just a second ago about a lot of these games have been high pressure situations and long as we've gone through all five sets, but during these high pressure situations where you've really come out and been really great on defense, what are some things that you've, you know, learned and have helped you grow in those situations? Um, I think it's really helped to look to my teammates. They all support each other and they really helped me out as, as a freshman and like helped to bring me up and bring out the best of me pressure situations so that's helped a lot and okay um it makes sense i think like like we said you know you all playing together i think it makes a big difference especially having a lot of those pressure situations early in the season you've played the whack champion and beat them in five sets, which, you know, was a situation where you on the floor probably had a lot of family in town in that, at that game, because Mm -hmm. right in your, right in your backyard. (laughs) But then also you played in that, that California road trip that was a little bit rough, but you know, you had some big games against Fullerton. You were in the Irvine game and then against Utah state. So you all have really had really big opportunities already. And so I can imagine that hopefully that pays big dividends down the road because the season kind of ramps up as we go along. Now we've talked a little bit about that. Um, but I want to talk about Friday night because Friday night in Pocatello was your best offensive game far and away this season. You had a 769 hit percentage on 10 kills. And that was on, that was 10 kills on 13 swings, right? No errors in in that game. So just an just a mind-boggling performance. And by the way, like you didn't come into the match until the third set. So you had 10 kills on 13 swings in 10 se- in three sets with no errors. I'm stunned you didn't get player of the week, honestly. Like full disclosure. <laughs> but but talk to us a little bit about what was it uh, about that particular matchup that really gave you the opportunity to come in and make an instant impact on offense because like we said, you didn't play the first two sets, which the Wildcats won the first set, dropped the second, dropped the third, and then you all came roaring back and went in the fourth and fifth. Yeah, I think that that, that the environment fun there. We had um, the second were pretty rough. And so coming back from those, um, really we're focused and a lot more intense and like the feel on the court was a lot better. And so everyone more, so it was the passers were passing great. And so that's really, really good for them. They can set the middle a lot more when the passes are 
so good. So yeah, it was good like setup. Yeah, I mean a, a defensive slog too. Like that first set, both we'll talk about this in the next segment, but like both teams were hitting below one hundred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just it was just a slog, man. Like just so many digs. Yeah. But Jessica, I'll give you uh, the last couple questions. Yeah, for sure. So the schedule is going to continue to ramp up in these coming weeks as we continue through Big Sky Play. And, you know, it's been fun as we've seen the team adjust and Maya's getting, you know, this, this, we've changed a lot of things around, right? We've had a lot of playing time, as Colby mentioned. Um, how do you feel at this point that the chemistry is developing to meet the challenges ahead? Um, I think that our chemistry is getting a lot better. Um, at the beginning of like six new girls, I think. So it definitely had to be in the team last year, but I think that we're just going up and getting better as a team. And so, yeah, it's getting better. What do you think is the biggest thing that helps y'all build your team culture? Um, I think that the relationship is helps a lot. And we talk about things, what we need to do, like emotionally to keep our emotion. And so I think that helps for us to play together and get better. Awesome. Yeah, well, Brielle, we want to wish you all the best of luck. We know you're hitting the road this weekend, heading up to the Palouse, and then also uh, up to Cheney to take on Eastern Washington. Two brand new head coaches in both of those programs. And so I want to wish you all the best of luck as you travel up. Make that trip up to um, Cheney and, and Moscow and um, enjoy your time. And hope you guys come back with a, couple, with a pair of dubs. Yeah, sweet. Thanks, Brielle, so much. We'll see you later. Okay. want to thank Brielle Rickert one more time for taking a little bit of time to chat with us on Weber State Weekly. Um, always grateful for the players and them taking just a little bit of time out of their day to chat with us and take our questions and just give the fans a little bit of insight into kind of how they think and how they run the show. So. Jessica, yeah, it's it awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's great. One of our one of our favorite parts of this job, right? We get to get to chat with these folks and ask them questions. It's wonderful. Yeah, but let's uh, let's turn our attention now to to the match uh, from last weekend. Just one match. The Wildcats took the trip up to Pocatello, like we said, to face. I would say that you know we've had a talk on foot on the football show about is Idaho State a rival anymore? I mean, we've only lost to them like three times in like the last thirty six years. <laughs> I mean, but I think in, in volleyball, it's a little different, right? Like in, in recent memory, Idaho state was a very good program. And as Maya was building the program in Ogden, Idaho state was the team to beat. And, mm-hmm. you know, when the Wildcats finally got over that hump and beat them, they sort of ascended up to playing at the level of Northern Colorado. Now who is now a, a hated rival, you know, lost a lot of really big, important matches to the Bears, but the Stripes, uh, they've given us some trouble too in recent memory. So wanna talk a little bit about this this match, because five set thriller, like you said, Jessica. Did you go up to Pocatello for the match? Or did you watch? I didn't just stream this one? Yeah, same. Just had to stream it. But um interesting crowd there. Uh we've got some we've got some good quotes from both <laughs> Brielle and from Maya uh that we're gonna play here in just a bit. But uh 
man, what a thriller. And um, the Wildcats, let's talk about set one, because like we just said to Brielle, that first set was a slugfest, just very much like it felt like Weber State football up there, man. Just like the defense was tough on both sides of the net. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, so the ball is coming. Both teams hitting less than 100 in that. I mean, I have to pull up the stats really, really quickly, but I think that Idaho State, the stripes ended up hitting like 0.02. Wildcats ended up hitting 0.085 or something, and that was enough to give them a win in the first set. Yep, 0.085 in that first set. And so just a, a defensive slugfest. I mean, we we sort of knew just, that's what Idaho State was going to do. They were going to be a tough defensive team. But it was really good, I think, to see that the Wildcat defense was also right up there with them. And so talk to us a little bit about the defense. How are you feeling about it right now? Because as I dug into some stats, uh, I think I was surprised. The Wildcats lead the conference in a number of statistics. Yeah, it, I mean, I'm really impressed with how the game went back and forth. Um, we talked a little bit about how good Idaho State was going to be at the beginning of the season. I think it came true to fruition there a bit. I think there's also something to, we stole their assistant, you know, we stole Stammy Stewart, who's now our assistant coach, and had spent a few years up there. So, like, I wonder how much that came into play that, you know, mm-hmm. she's now at Weber State and went back home for the match a little bit, you know, and home was three years, but you, you still certainly are building the program there. But whenever you look at the stats, I think we're doing incredible defensively. And I, we've talked about this a little bit before, but man, I love the way we look up front. Part of it is just we've got to see who's up front and have that consistent team. Um, it's been great to see so many people play. Um, so it was Cool to see that we hung with them, but I can imagine those girls got tired by the end of that match. Yeah, man. Uh, the Wildcats, like we said, the defense is looking good. The Wildcats lead the conference in blocks. They lead the conference in opponent hit percentage uh, by almost 10 full points. Or, you know, anyway, yeah, by almost 10 points, uh, you know, over Montana. And so it's just, um, I, I don't know that I necessarily expected the Wildcats to be such a stout defensive team coming into this conference, uh, into this season. I think we all, we expected good offense, right? We knew that there was going to be some changes because like we just talked about Ashland power gone, the longtime setter for the Wildcats an all time, not just an all time Weber state player, but an all time big sky player now no longer running the offense for the Wildcats. So Kay Standiford has really come in and done her best to kind of run the offense, but the defense has really, really been something, which is so funny because last season there were parts the season where we had wished the opposite that we could get a little bit more defense or that, you know, the Wildcats, the block was having trouble and we were you know potentially losing matches because of that, but not the case this year. Well, and you're right. I just pulled it up. Uh, even nationally, we're ranked 35th nationally um, with our blocks per set. So we're above Arkansas. Uh, so that, that's pretty dang exciting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's saying something. I mean, cause the Wildcats have played some really tough teams. I mean, they played Miami. Yep. They've played UNLV. You know, they've played Utah State, UVU, both conference champions. I mean, it's not like they've played a cupcake schedule. To have that kind right. of blocks, you know, that that to block at that level against some of the competition they've seen, there haven't been a lot of easy games. So yeah. really big. But um, so we talked a little bit about set one. Back and forth. But the Wildcats end up pulling out. The dub, winning the first set, just kind of coming out and saying, all right, we're going to take the advantage of this. They 
They end up pulling away late because it was it was very back and forth, but then they pull away late and win that first one 25. Like, oh, okay, cool. Like we're gonna we're gonna have something here. You know what I mean? Like, because we were we talked about it last week, a little bit nervous about Idaho State because they had taken they had gotten the reverse sweep against Northern Colorado on their floor in Reed Gym. Uh, and yeah. I think stunned the Bears to to begin the season. And mm-hmm. so it was like, oh, okay, this team is not playing. And then looking at their stats, of course, you know, defense is, is their hallmark. But um, when that first set was kind of like, oh, okay. Walcott. They're playing. Right. Then we get into yep. two. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they would not be denied. Sets two and three were tough. Uh, Walcott's kind of lost their groove. Um, Bountiful native, native Emery Satuala. I mean, she really had a big game. Really, mm-hmm. really had. And I think especially in those those two sets against the Wildcats in sets two and three, she really kind of shone. Uh, shone. And I kind of want to ask you, Jessica, as, as you watched set two and three, what did you feel was the, the thing that made it tough on the Wildcats? Because they dropped them not close, right? Set two, 25-16. Set three, 25-19. Like it wasn't super close. So what was it that caused them to fall off in sets two and three. I I mean, I, I still think part of it is just us getting team chemistry down. We had a few more errors set three than two. I think we also saw set three was when they came out and scored nine points in a row. So at that point, set three feels more like a, we kind of just lost momentum and then we lost morale, right? Was what happened yeah. in set three. But I think that set two was, we came out pretty confident. We, had just come out of set one with a win. Idaho State adjusted and was ready for us a little bit. And so it was just having to watch us readjust based on how they adjusted really in that second set, it felt like. Yeah, like you said, set three out and just boom, 9-0 run out of the gate. And I mean, in, in volleyball, it's tough when you spot a team nine points out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And it felt like they really kind of had Emma Mangum's number because a couple of those points were attacking errors. You know, they kind of knew exactly how to how to deal yeah. with her. But they were doing the same thing to Danny Richens on the other side, right? And like just, man, it was just really, really tough. Plus service aces. I mean, the Wildcats were outserved in this game, technically in terms of service aces by just one ace, which is something I think that we're not used to right. <laughs> in Ogden. <laughs> Would you agree? Yep, for sure. <laughs> You know, it's uh, this is not this is not a thing that that happens in Ogden. So uh, r- rough start to that third set, especially. Uh, but props to the Wildcats because a nine zero run to start, like you said, and still coming back, falling short, of course, but falling short twenty five nineteen. Like, hey man, gritty gritty comeback. Yeah, yeah, we were able but, to come back, and I think that speaks to us, right? Even. Even being able to, and I know we're about to talk to it, like be up one, go down two and be able to stay in it. Like so many times this season, we've come back at the end and carried it on to five. And I think that just demonstrates, you know, how great our team is that they're not going to let a set or two loss get them down. Right. Yeah. I mean, like we've talked about this season, the theme is hashtag resilient. Yeah. A little <laughs> bit different than what we've seen, right. Against you yep. and Utah state, we're going down two Oh quickly coming back, you know, winning against UVU three sets to two after going down to none, almost winning three sets to two against Utah state after going down to none. So yeah. Yeah. I think they're still, 
my heart is still recovering from the Utah State one. But yeah, it was, I know it. <laughs> tell you I what. I know, and especially to lose 15 13 in that fifth <laughs> set, like this could happen again. Like, my goodness. Oh my gosh. Because you know, Utah State was a quality opponent beating number oh, yeah. 11 UCLA, like we talked about just a couple of weeks ago. Like, I mean, to take a team like that was big. And so, well, and it just speaks. Yeah, it speaks to how dang good our team is, right? When we when we get the momentum and when we get the set right and when we're we mesh and play together a little bit more, man, this team is going to be a force to be reckoned with, and they already are. But like, you can just even see as we continue through these games how great it's going to be. Yeah, and we've talked about that, right? About how the the schedule ramps up, and so that's fine with us because Mm -hmm. that the team is just going to build chemistry and. They may not necessarily win the conference championship this year. Man, they're going to be scary in the in the 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 conference playoffs in the conference mm-hmm. tournament because which will be at Club Swenson, which is just another advantage given to the Wildcats. Yeah, you know, a gift given by that senior class to this freshman group. Yes, um, <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about set four because this is where things really turn around. I mean, this the offense really broke loose in that in that fourth set because the Bengals defense was stout like we talked about but man they they found a way to get, get it done and the numbers jump the kill numbers jump up massively in set four I mean the Wildcats had been living on a lot I think a lot of errors by the stripes the stripes are making a lot of you know giving away free points and service errors and other things to the Wildcats not set four the Wildcats took care of business themselves 19 kills on on 47 attempts, 298 hit percentage, just five errors. I mean, this was by far, well, that's not true. Not by far, but this was, I mean, a nice set to see after struggling through sets two and three. Now, all of a sudden, to come back with this fire in set four. And so I wanted to ask, uh, what did you feel was the difference for the Wildcat to finally find the floor and the offense to, to log 19 kills? Because that's a lot. That's an awful lot. So, well, not, you know, we could argue whether or not directly related to kills, but we brought Michaela Sorensen back in as libero in set four. And we ended up bringing Charlie Bouquet back in who had played libero in the first three sets. And she had an incredible fifth set. Um, But we stuck with Michaela at libero for sets four and five. And I think there's something to that. Um, And I just think, and I don't know if that's time played, if it's bringing in somebody with a little bit more seniority on the team, but when you look at what are the big changes that we made and set for, that's the one, right? And so that's got to have something to do with it because we just start, we just started seeing the team play together differently at that point. Yeah. And, you know, Michaela, a very good libero, you know, Mm -hmm. like she has played at a really high level at that position, even though like we said in the interview just a couple of weeks ago with her, she played outside in high school and club up in Idaho uh, and then came to Weber state and was willing to do whatever the coaching staff asked. And in that case it was, Hey, we want you to play in the middle of the floor. We want you to play libero. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and she became a really good libero. And so inserting her into the lineup at that position shores up the defense even more, right? Cause we've talked about the front and about how, you know, they have done a really good job leading the conference in blocks and then also leading the conference in opponent hit percentage. Now you insert Michaela Sorensen into the middle of the floor to shore up the, the, the defense even more. You can see how the ball gets back up into the air yep. and you're and you're finding it on the outsides and finding the floor. Yeah. 
Yes, I think that so, definitely made a big difference. So Wildcats run away with the fourth set, and then it's like, okay, we're going to five again. <laughs> you said, Jessica, sweating the cardiac cats coming back. I tell you what, volleyball is what's killing me. Football's not killing me this year. <laughs> I was nervous in that Davis game, but uh, yeah, man, volleyball mm-hmm. for sure. There's been a lot of drama on the floor uh-huh. this year. It's been a ton of fun. If you're not watching these these matches, folks, you are missing out. They're on ESPN Plus or just go to Club Swenson. Like I always say, we've got tickets. If you need tickets and you're, and you're hard up, we've got season tickets to the volleyball matches. We got two, so let us know. But then we get to the fifth set. And the fifth set is really, really interesting because once again, this is not the first time we've talked about this, Jessica. The underclass women really, they led the charge in the fifth. Brielle Rickert had a massive fifth set. Charlie Bouquet had a couple of service aces, really critical service aces. And so we've already seen this a few times. The UVU match where we had four, I believe it was, four or five fresh women on on the floor for that mm-hmm. critical fifth set against UVU after coming back down two sets to none. Uh, we've really seen this freshman class have this opportunity to step up and, and they, and they perform late in these big matches. And so I wanted to ask, like, is it, is it the new norm? Like, is that what we should expect when, when the chips are down and like Maya's really looking for to close out a team, this, this fresh women class, you know, they're going to come in, and uh, they're going to take care of business or they're going to at least be extremely competitive in the fifth set. Yeah, I love it so much. It is so great to see these freshmen come in and do such an awesome job. They really look like they're meshing together and to have as much playing time as they have, which is you know something you mentioned a second ago, I think is awesome for them. It's awesome for the team. So heck yeah, this is, I think, what, what we're going to start seeing. And, and it's been fun to see. Um, so yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think personally that this does become the new norm. Mm-hmm. These are the opportunities being given to this class and they're taking them and they're doing, and they're making the most out of them. I mean, yeah. I think we can agree that this was the most highly decorated freshman class that the Wildcats have probably ever recruited. A couple yes. of all Americans. I mean, just the folks that the Wildcats got this round big and mm-hmm. then couple that with just this opportunity to play early my goodness. Um, before we, before we kind of wrap up on this though, I wanted to, uh, I have a couple of clips from Friday night's win against the Wildcats. And so I uh, wanted to play those now for you. First one I want to go to was um, if you watch the match, I don't know if you noticed this, but the Idaho state student section was migrating with the Wildcat bench. They were always right behind the Wildcat bench and so doing their best to get under the Wildcats skin, right? And so uh, after the match, you know, Coach Jeremiah Larson was asked about that. And um, here's, uh, here's what he had to say. Hey, the ISU student section told me to make changes all day, and I finally listened to them. So we made a change, and Ashley Knighting played great. And so I want to credit the win to the U.S. ISU student section for helping me realize we need to make some changes out there. <laughs> like you said, he made changes and the Wildcats come back and win in five sets, uh, taking the stripes student section advice and it worked. So thanks guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I am here for that. But, um, I don't know. Thoughts on that, Jessica. I mean, you could see it happening if you were watching the feed, but then also to kind of get the, get the take after what are your thoughts on that quote? 
I, I just think it's awesome. Like use the momentum, right? Yeah. Like you can taunt us all day long, but what we're going to do is come play the game. And that's exactly what they did. I think what I like the most about this, we've talked about resilient being the theme. And I like that. It's not just, it's not just a hashtag that gets used matches mm-hmm. like this show that resilient is really in the heads of this wildcat squad. And that like you're yeah. on the road playing a tough defensive opponent who has uh, overachieved, I would say, this this season, not n- achieving things that nobody expected thus far. And then all of a sudden to say, okay, we're going to go into the Tiger's Den in this case. <laughs> and we're going to come back after uh, a rough couple of sets and we're going to be resilient and we're going to get the dub and get, on, get in the car and drive home back to Ogden. Uh, that bodes well, I think, for the the mental toughness of this team yeah. considering the, the youth of, of the new core. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Definitely the way to build the team. Um, one other quote that I got, we got Brielle Rickert talking a little bit about um, her performance. Like we said, when we interviewed her hit seven sixty nine in this match, 10 kills on 13 attempts did not enter the match until the third set, man. What a performance. So afterwards, she spoke with the media, and this is what she had to say. Um, I was hitting around the block doing... Kate was setting where the blockers weren't, and I was just able to hit over the block and get up fast in transition. So that's Brielle Ricker talking a little bit about her success in this match against Idaho State. Um, like she said, hit around the block, figuring it out. Jessica, thoughts on that quote? Yeah, I think watching Brielle play and coming in those last three sets and doing so well, it's fun to see her grow and really adapt to the other team. So, yeah, she did awesome. So a couple of historical notes from this match before we wrap it up. Um, Wildcats were on a six-match win streak against the Stripes going into this one. So there was some peril that, like, Maybe that would end. Did not end, folks. It is now a seven-game streak over the stripes. And uh, also, I noticed in the game notes that they send out right before uh, that the all-time record between the two teams was 50-50. and So now the Wildcats lead all-time, 51 matches to 50 over the stripes. Um, Pretty pretty incredible. Um, Yeah, we'll take that. Yeah, I imagine, you know, having Coach Jeremiah Larson come in and have the streak that he's had against Idaho State um, once he really got things rolling. I mean, digging out, getting the Wildcats out of that hole and saying, yeah, we're back. (laughs) 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 Nice to have the all time. Um, There was one more. What was the one other thing that I was going to say about this? We we talked about that. We talked about the uh, the all time. Talked about the seven match. Oh, the only thing that the only streak that was broken in this match is the Wildcats had not given up a set to the stripes uh, since 2019 before oh. this match. So when they gave up set two, that was the first time that Idaho State had beat the Wildcats in a set since 2019. So did give up that streak, but the win streak stays alive. Yep. Kept the one that matters. <laughs> the one that matters. 
So let's take a look, folks, at the upcoming schedule. Like we said at the top of the show, the Wildcats will be on the road this week. Uh, they will be heading up to Eastern Washington first. So Thursday, October 6th at Eastern Washington, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time is that match. You can watch it on ESPN. Plus, then um, as if you're going up to Eastern, you're probably going to Idaho. The men, the men's basketball teams do it. Um, volleyball team does it, too. So Saturday, October 8th at Idaho on the Palouse, 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time against ESPN Plus. Like we noted, two brand new head coaches at Eastern Washington and Idaho. Um, so interested to see how they this will be our first look at them since they got those new coaches. So it'll be interesting to see how Coach Jeremiah Larson and his team uh, his coaching staff scheme against them because uh, new regimes there, but um, I don't know. I've had a lot of success against those two teams in recent memory. Then uh, the following week, tough, tough homestand Thursday, October 13th, Sac State Hornets come to town and folks, the Sac State Hornets were undefeated until this weekend when they lost to Northern Colorado they are a tough team. If you remember last season, the Wildcats beat them in Ogden, but when they took the trip to Sacramento, they fell flat. And then they had to take the trip to Portland and they fell flat there. We've already seen Portland once this season. Uh, it was rough. Wildcats got swept out of the gym in Portland. Saturday, October 15th, Portland State will be coming to Ogden. 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time for that match. Um, Jessica, I think the, the most important thing to this one is show up. Be loud. Yeah. That's that's the advantage, right? Yep. We need everybody there. Yeah, <laughs> if Idaho man. State can do it with their student section, we need to do it with ours. <laughs> and I mean, if our student section, I mean, the football game is earlier in the day, so there's basically no reason why the student section can't do both. Show up to the football game. Uh, the 15th, I believe, Wildcats, oh, they might be on the road. So, yeah, man, no reason. Student section, packs, Club Swenson, man, and get loud because... They're going to need this help. These are two tough squads. And uh, it's going to tell us a lot about this team. Then uh, the next week, Thursday, October 20th uh, at Montana, uh, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, ESPN Plus. Um, Grizz riding high after beating Montana State, who I've been surprised at this season. Montana State has underwhelmed. I thought that they were a team on the rise and that they would be a top three team in the conference this season. And they really haven't been that. Uh, so yeah. the Grizz ended up beating them in Bozeman last week to for the, a little brawl of the wild. And so Wildcats will get to try their hand against the Grizz on Thursday, October 20th, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, ESPN Plus. Then Saturday, October 22nd. Of course, if you're going to Missoula first, that means you're probably going to Bozeman second. And that is what's happening. Mon Wildcats will take on Montana State. Bobcats, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on ESPN Plus. If you remember those matches last year, folks, they were tough. They were five mm -hmm. sets each. They were tough. So... Uh, wrap up the show. Email us, weberstateweekly at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then Patreon, patreon.com slash weberstateweekly. Make sure to use that hashtag, folks. Hashtag make Ogden purple. Wear your purple. Let your peeps know about homecoming week. Get your tickets for Saturday's game against Eastern Washington. Uh, it's going to be fun, man. And I think we're going to have a lot of folks out. Get up there, tailgate, enjoy Fan Fest. Jessica, I imagine you're going to be up there too. I will be there. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. So if 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 you're not going, just remember that there are sad saps like me who don't get to go because they live 1,400 miles away. And so do it for me. Get up there. Go see it. So we'll wrap up the show like we usually do, Jessica. Weber State, Weber State. Great. Great, great. Go Wildcats. Oh.